Welcome to our bi-weekly Essay for FAs podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors and active investors, including retirement planning, asset allocation, and the economy. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha. If U.S. stock futures are a correct indication, today is not apt to be a cheerful one for investors. The letterman of the stock market varsity team, Apple, has cut its quarterly forecast for the first time since 2007 when it launched the iPhone. If you didn't already know, the world economy today is based on the sale of iPhones as much as it once depended on corn and fur pelts. The hit to Apple is a hit to the U.S. stock market, to the U.S. economy, and to the world economy. Recall that Apple is a stock market darling that made it first to the $1 trillion market cap range back in October. In a very short space of time, the iPhone maker's stock has lost more than a fourth of its value and is in store for more losses today. Apple CEO Tim Cook pinned his firm's darkened outlook primarily on China, about which he says, quote, We did not foresee the magnitude of the economic deceleration. Specifically, he makes the following points about China. A. That its government-reported GDP growth in the September quarter was the second lowest in the last quarter century. B. That trade tension with the U.S. has had an impact. C. That the economic deceleration has been visible at the consumer level, with lower traffic to Apple's retail stores in China and a contraction in China's overall smartphone market, which Cook characterizes as particularly sharp. I would argue that Apple's China problem is the world's China problem, and that this news crystallizes what I've been arguing in my podcasts about the U.S.-China trade war for some time now, which is mainly that failure to conclude this trade war quickly enough will damage both sides. Some of the other points I've made have been that the U.S. and China seem to be serious now about ending the war, and that China has most to lose in this war, and that the U.S. obviously has more staying power. And yet, despite the earnestness of meetings to restore the bilateral relationship, it could be too late. U.S. President Donald Trump may have overstated his case when he said last year, trade wars are good and easy to win. I think he proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that he was serious in prosecuting this war because he was willing to see the U.S. take a number of hits, from Harleys to soybeans to iPhones. But he may soon learn that they're not easy to win, unless your definition of winning is losing less than the other side. I say this because even if the U.S. and China patch up everything this very day, it could simply be too late. If someone is lying ill on his deathbed, just touching him may be enough to kill him. And China, for reasons beyond just trade wars with the U.S., has become a sickly economy. In the last PMI survey, Chinese manufacturing activity has moved from weak to actually contracting. Consumer spending has shrunk, and new cars are sitting on dealer lots. All this is based on official data, which is likely to mask even worse news. A recent report in the South China Morning Post revealed that the number of vacant urban homes in China rose to 65 million units in 2017 from 42 million in 2011. The number is likely much higher today. Not all of this is trade war related. A lot has to do with Chinese mandarins directing malinvestment in the housing sector and elsewhere. But the U.S., wittingly or not, was fighting a war against a fragile opponent, the very economy whose unique strength during the global financial crisis helped lift the world economy out of a deep recession. We now may be poised to head back into one if Apple's China-related troubles are an indication. Thanks for listening. You can contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests. And make sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.